Hello, and welcome back to Absolutely Fabulous Abel. Thanks for coming back to my episode two. Let's get into it. So, I hope that everybody enjoyed a little bit of uh, my first episode. Now we're moving on because there's a lot of things to talk about, and there's a lot of things I have to say. Plus, I feel like a lot of us have a lot of things in common that sometimes we just don't think about all the time. For instance, this morning, as I was taking a shower and I have finished, we have a like a shower box, like a glass box, right? So when you finish showering, there's a squeegee and you have to, you know, squeegee down the glass because otherwise it makes like a streak. So nobody wants that. Nobody wants a streak, right? <laughs> so I get out of the shower and you know, after I, or before I actually get out, I make sure to squeegee down every wall, every glass wall, so that it's perfectly without water. I do in a very specific way. I start with one end and I go toward the bottom and I do it again and again. And then there's a side one that's kind of smaller. And that one I do like sideways, like horizontally. So <laughs> this morning I thought about something that we all do every day we all have a routine routines are very interesting because it makes us do and move forward through the day in a specific way we take steps like one two three toward a certain direction without noticing every day or every morning at least for me it's very specific like this where I open my eyes and I do something really specific. I go to the restroom and then I go back to bed and then I get up and check my phone and you know, there's specifics. I go right to the gym, then I come back and feed the dogs, then I get in the shower. So there's just specific things we do every single morning that keeps our lives going. Routine is something that we find, for me, I find it comforting. I find it that if I don't follow the routine sometimes, I may not be on time or I may not be at the place where I want to be at a certain time of the day. But I also recommend that you try this. I do something a little different where I kind of fall off routine and I do things the opposite or I'll do things in out of order. Not all the time because it can get tricky. When I do things out of order, I still keep kind of track of time and I do a trick where I put my microwave. Uh, the microwave in our kitchen is kind of like the center. So there's a timer or there's a clock there. And so I always make sure the clock is like maybe 15, 17 minutes ahead. It's never quite the same. I always change it so that I don't remember exactly because then otherwise it doesn't work. So I always think that I'm ahead of time or late. So that way I'm never actually late. I don't like being late. So that's one thing that's important for me to keep in check when I'm doing things out of the ordinary. So if I'm doing things out of order, then it feels interesting. It feels different. It feels like your day is refreshing. Um, it could be something as small as, you know, me wiping my shower walls the other direction. You never know when you do something out of order, what the result may be. When you do the same thing over and over the same and the same and the same, it's you often get the same results or always the same result hopefully but it's fun 
once in a while to get out of the routine and change things up a little bit. Uh, I like to try it. I like to make sure that I always try new things too when it comes to other things like foods or I I like to eat. I like I know what I like. I like seafood. I love seafood. Um, you know my favorite food is sushi, but I do love Mexican food as well. Um, but it's fun to try different different things once in a while, and 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 from there learn that there's other things that are great that may eventually become your favorite. So routine is great, but it's great to break out of it at least a little bit or once in a while. Let's continue with this. So I want to talk about something really interesting that I've never ever talked about before or experienced before. It's compassion, being compassionate, specifically being compassionate to ourselves. What does that even mean? So I've stumbled upon this in a very interesting way. As you all know, I'm going through my therapy and I'm learning all these new tools and everything's great. And right now I am trying to deal with something that affects me daily um, or whenever I create something. Um, you may know that or you may not know. I don't know if I've actually said this before, but I'm an artist. I'm a painter. I like to paint. I like to draw. I like to create. I do music editing videos. I, I, I do a lot of different things. I like to make sculptures. I like to create things, right? So when I create something and I show it to someone, I expect a big reaction or a wow or something, <laughs> you know, that's just my ego. When I don't get that and I get harsh criticism, I don't take it well. I don't, you can see it in my face right away and I don't, I get angry almost. It's kind of like a frustration, but it comes off as anger. And I hate that about myself. I don't like being that way. And I don't, I don't think other people appreciate it. So it's something I'm working on right now. And interestingly enough, interestingly enough, what I've learned on how to deal with this is sort of being compassionate to yourself. So at that moment, when something negative comes your way or harsh criticism, instead of just kind of getting angry, I'm going to now take it in and think about it. And at the same time, don't be harsh on myself because when someone gives me that criticism, I immediately think, God, I'm such a failure. My art is not good enough for this person. God, I've really let them down. What have I done? And I go into this kind of really negative space, even though it's temporary, but still it just, it's not a good space to be in. So when this is happening, I've now learning this compassion thing where you kind of tell yourself like, bro, it's okay, dude, it's okay. It's not a problem. This person's specific wants in this project are not what you've produced. And that's not an issue. It's just temporarily you can make more. There's more things to create, more things to make. You are still a great creator, a great artist. So it's kind of, you kind of pamper yourself in that moment and tell yourself it's all right. It's sort of a way to pick yourself up. And I've been kind of using this within myself to deal better with, with how angry I get when I don't get a good critic. <laughs> so I'm think it's a really valuable tool. And, um, I had to write myself a letter 
And I didn't do very good at this because writing myself a letter is kind of a strange thing to do. Um, yeah, I did it, but I didn't hit all the points I was supposed to because it talked about, I was supposed to talk about the pain or the suffering that I'm going through. And I don't suffer a lot. I know it sounds weird, but for me, any negative suffering, anxiety, depression, stress, all these feelings that are awful, I, if I can help it, I know it's very difficult, but if I can help it, I try to make them last for as little as possible in my day. So if I have to, if I have anxiety about something, I concentrate on that anxiety and I feel it from my head to my shoulders, to my fingertips, to my chest, to my stomach, to my legs, my knees, all the way down to my feet. And I really go through the motions of what it makes me feel like to have this anxiety and stress or whatever it is that's negative and literally live through it. Then I allow myself to be free from it and immediately turn into something positive that I love, like a really good song or a really good video or a really good film or go outside with my dogs or go pet my rabbit or start a painting or do something that makes you completely happy. That's the opposite of what you were feeling. I know that it doesn't work all the time depending on the situation, but give it a try next time something small comes your way that's not necessarily pleasant. Any negative thing that comes into your life, live through it. Don't ignore it. Ignoring it is no good. But also, don't let it ring you. Don't let it take charge or control of your entire day. Give it a moment, let it live, and then move on. That's how I deal with a lot of anxiety and stress and things. Like, I try not to let myself live through that because I just think that there's so much beauty in life and so much time to do good and concentrate on the positive that I feel like it's good to leave negativity behind. At the same time, I'm kind of a hypocrite for saying that because I've brought a lot of negativity in my life throughout the years by my attitude and by the way I've acted toward other people. I am now learning that there's many different ways to deal with emotions and deal with people. So I feel like I feel very lucky that I am now finding that. Um, and I'm going to keep sharing those things with you on how I deal with certain aspects of negative stuff. Um, again, be compassionate to yourself though. So if you ever have anyone that gives you harsh criticism, don't get angry. Don't think they don't like you. Just give yourself a pat in the back and dust yourself off and move forward. Do you have a family that's blood family? Do you have a family that you chose? Do you have a friend that are your family or strangers? Everyone specifically gay people, we choose our own families. A lot of us growing up do not feel necessarily connected to the rest of our family or cousins because we're different. So same thing for school. You know, most people that are in junior high or high school are coming out of the closet are finding themselves to be very different. So it's really important to find people that are like you, your friends, your circle of friends. This circle of friends often becomes your family. So you kind of get to choose your own family is what we say. I've chosen my own family and I have 
very, very, very great members in it. I'm very lucky to have such a great family that I've chosen. Um, at the same time, I am lucky to have a really great family as well, a real blood family like my mother, my brother, and my niece. Um, I have aunts and cousins. I'm not very close to them, but I wish I was. I really wish. I, I've tried to be close to my family, but it seems every time I try to be close, something happens and we just don't seem to get close. It makes me sad because my husband's family is very, very close and I am now part of their family. So I'm not their blood, but they are now my family and I'm their family. We spend Christmas together and we do a lot of, you know, Thanksgiving and all that stuff. So it's great to have this. Now, families can be very different from one to another. Um, I wish my family was closer. I feel very um, unlucky to not have cousins or uh, relatives that are super close to me that come visit me or that we have like dinners together. You know, it's very rare. In fact, in our new house, we've lived in our new house for now two years. We haven't actually had a family or my side of family gathering. So I would love to have that. Um, I think it's important for, for that to happen. But I feel what, that every time I've tried to make a connection or have people come into my house like this as my blood family, they don't seem to have the time. So I'm not sure what's happening, but it does uh, change the way I feel. Um, I wish I was uh, more like Ryan's family, that they are very close and they spend time together and they they really love one another. Um, it's really nice. Um, I have family in Mexico. I have family here in the U.S. And they're all very segregated. There's no such thing as a family reunion here. We don't really have anything like that. And I think I'm going to make it my goal to try to make my family a little closer. I recently lost one of my cousins in Mexico City, and she was very young. Um, her and I had spent some time together, um, but we were never super close. But still, it hit me very hard when she passed away. And I feel like it is important to try to fix your family relationships, even though I've never done anything like that. I mean, I have a lot of cousins who I don't really speak to uh, because we got into stupid arguments or fights and we just lost touch. I feel like it is now time for me to start working on that. So I feel like I'm going to do my best to try to figure out a way to bring my family together and keep you guys posted on what's going on. I'm going to reach out to one of my cousins maybe and see if maybe we can set up something um, so that there is some kind of get together and, and, and we can have fun. My mom has two sisters that are really great and I love them. And I feel like we can all have a really great time together because we've done it in the past. Um, but it's just been, it's been a long time. So I think that if you have a family member that you are not getting along with right now, I think it's a good idea for, for us to let go of our, of our anger and our ego to connect, reconnect with these people because you never know. They could be taken away from us like my cousin was taken away from me. Um, my cousin Evie Lou was taken away and I, luckily I had a reconnection with her before her passing. So I didn't, I felt that we had a nice conversation right before she passed and it was beautiful and that's gonna be with me forever. And I'm thankful because if it was the opposite, I wouldn't be happy knowing that someone left with 
some kind of friction with me. So it's important that we try to fix those relationships. So I'm going to make it a goal to try to fix mine. And maybe together we can all do that. If we all have issues with family members, I think it's a good idea. Even though we have our chosen families, thank God, it's good to try to resolve our blood family issues as well. So I'm going to work on that. <laughs> Something super fantastic I want to share with you all too is about fashion news that I'd like to talk about. You know me. Um, I like to talk about things in fashion. So the new creative director for Louis Vuitton has been appointed. Louis Vuitton has appointed Pharrell Williams, whose full name is Pharrell Lancelo Williams, as the new creative director for Louis Vuitton. And I think that that's really, really great. I feel like Louis Vuitton is going to have a whole new aspect, a new, whole new um, feel because Pharrell has a really interesting sense of fashion and I feel like his creations are going to be quite caricature-like. I feel like they're going to be very animated and Louis Vuitton is going to have a whole new revival. After Virgil's, Virgil Abloh was the previous person at the helm of Louis Vuitton, but after he passed away, Louis Vuitton left the vacant spot for a while because there was no one to fill those shoes but now we have pharrell that's going to do it and it's going to be a really fun interesting ride we'll see where the lv goes and i'm looking forward to it well this is some of the things i wanted to talk about today and i really want to thank you all for listening if you get a chance please follow this thing i've started this podcast it's a new venture for me and i feel really happy with it and i feel like I can tell you anything. So I'm going to tell you a lot more. Um, every week I'm going to try to give you more things about life and fabulousness. And I hope you keep tuning in and share this with anyone that you think may enjoy it. I really appreciate you and thank you for coming. I'll see you later or I'll talk to you later.